everyone, welcome back to the Australian Rotary Health podcast called The Research Behind Lift the Lid. I'm Jessica Cooper and today on episode 51, I will be having a chat with Professor Mark Dads from the University of Sydney. Mark was awarded a mental health research grant from, a tra- from Australian Rotary Health from 2019 to 2020 to conduct a randomised controlled trial of the feasibility of a brief integrated parent medicated intervention for children with autism spectrum disorder. Mark is a clinical psychologist interested in the development of health versus psychopathology, especially common problems like aggression, antisocial behaviour, anxiety and depression. Originally trained in behavioural approaches to parent and family methods of maximising positive child development, Mark directs the Sydney Child Behaviour Research Clinic, which operates as a clinical service for parents of children with development, behavioural and emotional problems, as well as a training and research centre. So welcome to the podcast, Mark. It's, it's great to have you. How have you been going lately? Oh, fine, Jessica. When you get to my age, lockdown is not such a big problem. Staying home is, <laughs> is, yeah. is, is okay. So, But, yeah, tough times at the moment in Sydney, but otherwise good. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, staying home certainly has its benefits as well, <laughs> not having to travel. Um, yeah, well, it's great to have you on, on the podcast today and, and it would be great to talk more about your research project. But before we get into that, um, your research project focused on trialling and intervention for children with, with autism spectrum disorder. Uh, to start off, would you like to tell our audience a bit about this intervention and how it works? Yeah, so uh, thank you for the lovely introduction and very eloquent. Um, I think you said parent medicated, but it was it's parent mediated. Oh, so right. what that, sorry. Yeah, so we just it's important to clarify that because we don't use any medication in this intervention. It's um, parent mediated, which means that what we do is we empower parents to be the therapists for their children in the home. And we developed this because for many years we've been doing parent-delivered treatments for children with um, externalising behaviour problems. In other words, kids that are aggressive, antisocial, won't cooperate, hit, kick, scream, throw tantrums and so on. And it's a very effective treatment, that that one. And as I said, we've been doing it for many years. And... Over the last 10 or 15 years, more and more of the children coming into our clinic had features of autism. And we noticed that this treatment was uh, working for those kids as well as the kids without any features of autism. And similarly to other groups, we're finding that when you train parents or empower parents with the skills to manage these behaviour problems, you get really nice improvements in um, kids with autism as well so that was really our motivation was develop this nice packaged treatment that we could pass on to parents to skill them up to feel much more in control to help them improve their child's development yeah yeah great 
Um, so I guess more specifically um, for this research project, you wanted to investigate whether the intervention is feasible. How did you go about conducting this trial? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> what we did was we uh, decided to take the package treatment. So first we had to get it into a package so it could be disseminated and transported around Australia and around the world. So we wrote it up as a replicatable manual. Um, so, you know, it is uh, anybody can do it. And then we... <clears throat> Uh, we started pilot testing it where we started doing it with parents to see how it worked. And we were getting very good reports from parents about pre-post um, change in their children's behaviour. But of course, to really tell if something's working or not, you need to randomise uh, parents to the group that's receiving the treatment and randomise to another group that are doing a control. So we decided to randomise, run a randomised controlled trial, and that's when we applied to Rotary uh, because, you know, it takes, a, it takes a bit of person power and a, and a bit of expense to run such a trial. We were funded for, by Rotary for two years and we were able to treat about, uh, I think it was about 60 families that we randomised to the active treatment <coughs> versus the control. And we measured them at... Uh, throughout the treatment and at the end, and we found significant improvements in the active treatment versus those waiting on the wait list. So very yeah. happy. I should say that thanks to Rotary and that study, we were able to get funding from NHMRC to take it to the next level, which is a massive trial of the intervention. Yeah, well, that, that's great to hear. It sounds like it, it was a very positive um, trial. And um, could you perhaps maybe talk more about some of the, the specific findings that you found? Yeah, so now here's the, here's the interesting bit, right? There's nothing in the treatment that is fabulously original. Um, in other words, we didn't invent, invent anything, you know, hugely new. What we did was we took the most powerful evidence-based elements that parents can use to work with their children and we packaged them for the first time into one simple treatment that you can go to one clinic and get. Because previously, you really could very hard to find that in Australia. And the three elements we put together for the first time were the, were the following. Number one, an ABA-type therapy to reduce problem behaviour in the child. Now, parents will know about this. Uh, ABA, Applied Behaviour Analysis, is a behavioural strategy for reducing things like tantrums, screaming, aggression, and so on like that. Now, most ABA in Australia is done by first-year psych students working with the kids, but we believe it's most important when it's done by the parents, you know, in the home. So the first uh, component is, is training the parents up in how to manage those really kind of aggressive, aberrant-type behaviours. Secondly, we show parents this strategy for developing social communicative skills in these kids. And this is a kind of very cool way of playing and interacting with children where you commentate their play and mirror their emotions and so on. Mm. And um, this has, <clears throat> excuse me, been shown 
to improve the kids' uh, core autistic uh, core, core autism symptoms, which is really, really nice. Now, you can't do that treatment now until you remove the aberrant behavior in the first component. So we're, we're kind of going in a sequence, if you like. Remove the yucky stuff, do the positive stuff. And then our third component, which is, uh, has not been put before in, a, in, this, in this such intervention, is to actually work with the parents on their own mental health and their own teamwork. Now, when you have a child with developmental problems, it can really shatter a whole bunch of dreams. It can, it can be exhausting to manage the just day-to-day -day stuff like meal times, getting them ready and so on, really exhausting stuff. And the divorce rates are higher amongst these families. Mental health problems are higher. So we decided to do a care package for the parents as well. So that's the way we do it. We run it, get rid of the yucky behaviour, improve the positive social behaviour, and then empower the parents with their own mental health and put those together in a, um, in a, a package together. And we, our hypothesis is that those three effects are synergistic. In other words, they help each other. If you get change on the first, that leads to better change on the second, et cetera. So that, that's the original treatment we've, we've kind of developed. Yeah, well, it definitely sounds like it's um, encompassed everything and it's, yeah, it's really, yeah, as you said, a package and, and it sounds like it's very helpful for parents. So it's really great that um, you've had such um, positive results from that. Um, I know you also said that you received some further funding from the NR NHMRC. Um, uh, are you doing a larger trial now for that or, or what are you doing now with this project? Yeah, so to really, um, to get something ready for dissemination, you know, at a national or international level, one has to do these days big trials, big numbers, and show that it really is having an impact at a, at a very uh, broad level of people. So we've gone up now to a three-year uh, trial, which is many more families, I think 200 or so families. Um, and we're taking those families from all over Australia. And because of the lockdowns, of course, we're just doing it 100% online. Mm -hmm. So when families join us to do the treatment, we conduct all of the assessments and all of the sessions uh, over Zoom meetings at this point, which was a bit nerve-wracking for us at first. We, we weren't sure how it would go, but it looks like it's doing really, really well. Um, but the good news about that is, of course, that it, it means that we can have families from all over Australia draw, join the trial rather than just be around us in Sydney where we operate in the clinic. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I suppose this is so good at a time like this, um, having that availability to, to give the intervention online as well. So it can help so many more people who might not be able to access that face to face. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so I guess if someone wanted to participate in this trial, is there anywhere that they could go to, to get involved? Absolutely, yeah. They can just Google me or um, at the University of Sydney and, and we're, we're actually called the Sydney Child Behaviour Research Clinic. And so if people Google that, um, they can, uh, they'll find all of the contact details and they can just 
call or actually these days it's better to email because with the lockdowns happening in Sydney, you know, we're not sure we're always sitting there at the phone. But if people email me and email the clinic, we will respond and, you know, call back for a chat to get people involved in the treatment. Absolutely. I should say that our age group has a particular target and we're going early. You know, I've always believed that um, the earlier you can get in, the better. And especially when you're developing these social communicative skills with children, it's really important to do it while they're developing language and social skills. So our target age is really two to six years of age. That's where we think the sweet spot is for this intervention. Yeah, and, and it's great that you mentioned that as well because I don't know if you heard, but recently Australian Rotary Health announced that we're going to be directing our funding towards projects that are focused on uh, the mental health of young Australians aged 0 to 12. So um, it used to be 0 to 25 and now we're narrowing that down even more. And, and yeah, it's just it's so important that we do target those earlier age groups. Do you have much more to say around that, that kind of topic? Oh, Jessica, I could go on for days about that topic. Let me tell you, I, I'm a, look, there's a real problem in Australia with um, mental health services available for youth in the, in the teen years. There's, there's very few services there. It's a real problem and something needs to be done about that. However, I think if we're thinking in terms of the long term, we're better to put our resources earlier on in life. You get so much more bang for your buck in terms of treatment outcomes when you go early. And for example, I'll give you an example. My, the area I've worked at the longest is uh, kids, as I said, with externalizing behavior problems, tantrums, aggression, non-compliance, and so on and so forth. If you treat that in the kind of two to eight year old kids, you get really, really impressive outcomes. You really can shift these kids and make a massive difference in their life. You can also do it in teenagers, but boy, is it harder. And, you know, if you've got a big 15-year-old who's throwing tantrums and is aggressive and non-compliant, it's so much harder to get um, treatment effects. So we've got, to, we've got to start spending more of the mental health dollar early on where we know we can get really, really good change. So I'm really happy to hear that about Rotary and I, I'm just a big fan of Rotary and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And, and you know, speaking of Rotary as well, it's always fantastic to hear about the, the research that we fund and, and the outcomes and how they help real people, um, especially young people. Um, for our Rotary audience, um, can you perhaps talk a bit about the impact mental health research funding has overall? Oh, look, um, there's a famous figure. I, I, I wouldn't be able to pull it up now and share it with you, but there's a famous figure that was uh, presented about 20 years ago in a, in a journal that focuses on economics of health. And it was an amazing graph and it showed how much you save in the mental health system for every dollar of research spent. Mm. And it was phenomenal. And mental health was, the, again, the biggest bang for your buck. But every dollar spent on improving services through research 
there was a massive uh, improvement in services and the costs of services in the community. So, you know, I'm a big believer in this. And if you even go back to when I started years ago in Queensland, if you had a child with these problems and you brought them into a mental health clinic, you would be likely to receive a kind of play therapy where you would drop your child off, you would go off and get a coffee or do whatever you were going to do, and then the therapist would kind of play with the child and then deliver them back to you an hour later. <laughs> Did it work? No. <laughs> it, had, it had no effect on, on autism or, you know, behavioural problems or anything like that. And that was, that was back in the 1970s and 80s. And you look at how far we've come now in terms of the development of evidence-based programs that really do make a difference. And it's phenomenal. And where did it come from? Research. And um, people like Rotary that are funding that research, you know, just deserve the best accolades in my opinion. Yeah, well, thank you so much for doing all of this important work as well. It's such an important area to, to really, yeah, target mental health in, in young people early on. So yeah, that, that's really great. And it's been great to have you on today, Mark. Was there anything that you'd like to add before we uh, wrap up today? Oh, just keep up the great work. Thank you, Jessica. Thanks, Rotary. It's wonderful. Great. Well, thank you again. My pleasure. That was the 51st episode of our podcast called The Research Behind Lift the Lid. It's always so inspiring to hear what researchers in Australia are doing to make a difference to mental health and how they are helping us on our mission to lift the lid on mental illness. If you can, please support important mental health research like Mark's by donating on the Australian Rotary Health website. Thank you for listening. Please join us again next time.